Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this hump day. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> now, it's not just Wednesday night. It's, it, it's, it's the time in which we all get to relish in the wisdom, the humor, the culinary skills of the one, the only... Financial Thought Doctor, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows. It is the one and only. Oh, I, I almost went into to Financial Thought Doctor bef- before bringing in my dude, my main dude here. And that is, of course, DJ Carrot Sticks. A very able carrot. Quite famous in his own right. Thank you, AK, for the shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just I was so excited to talk to Financial Thought Doctor. That, you know, I skipped right over my dude, Carrot Sticks. I apologize, Carrot Sticks. Oh, money is very important nowadays. Well, of course it is, especially when you're broke, right? That's why you got... But you know who's more important than all of us, though, is the financial thought doctor. Because he's the dude that does keep us rolling in the dough. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with you wanting to keep as much of your hard-earned dollars as long as you're doing it legally, unlike Hunter Biden. Welcome back to the show, my dear friend, Mon Frere, Financial Thought Doctor. Hey, Dynamite, how are you? Well, I've been better, man. I had to pay over $6 a gallon of gas this week. Oh, my gosh. I just filled up. It was four sixty-two here. Dude, when it's almost $5 a gallon of gas in Arizona, y'all got nothing to brag about. That's absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely correct. But, you know, really it's not affecting anyone's lifestyle. That's what the government likes to tell you. Well, yeah, that's what they'd like to tell us. And I'm sure there's pockets of Americans. Look, there was this Washington Post uh, ABC poll that uh, caused an earthquake in D.C. over the weekend because it came out and, and said that if the election took place today, Trump would beat Biden by 10 points. The three areas of issue for the voters was uh, the economy, uh, duh, uh, the Biden, uh, the border, duh, and his old age, uh, triple duh. That's what that's what's happening out there. And of course, they they are continuing to try to gaslight us and tell us that Bidenomics is great, everything's wonderful. Um, he's got a thirty-seven percent approval rating, and those are the those are the only people that can afford five dollars and six dollars a gallon of gas. The rest of us are trying to figure out, you know, what to do going forward. And then I don't know if you got this article I sent to you. While, uh, yeah, last hour I was reporting on uh, the House Ways and Means Committee has found more documents uh, thanks to an IRS whistleblower. They've released the documents that show f- hardcore connections between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden uh, in connection to, you know, a grift uh, involving 23 countries. Of course, uh, they took in 20-something million dollars in these schemes, and at least we know Hunter Biden didn't pay any. The IRS has done nothing about it. Meanwhile, the latest IRS scheme, 
And Sticks, you may want to listen to this because I don't know if you go to as many concerts as a former uh, producer, uh, carrots, uh, uh, potato skins, but now the IRS is going to come after anybody. Uh, have you ever sticks bought a ticket for something and then decided uh, you weren't going to go to the game? You weren't going to go to the concert and you decided to resell it. Yeah. A couple of times. Some sports. Everybody's events. done that, right? Yeah. Some friends of mine just recently bought tickets for the, um, boots in the park, the cowboy concert thing that was festival that was taking place downtown. And then they live up in Oceanside. So they're like, eh, so they put it out on the socials and we're like, anybody want to buy the tickets? Well, now if you resell tickets and they're more than $600, um, you know, they, uh, especially if you do it through Venmo, see, this is why they want a cashless society, because if you're using Venmo to try to resell some tickets, you might be hit with a 1099 from good old uncle Sam. Did I get it right? Uh, financial thought doctor. Snack might get one. You will get one if you've got transactions of profits over $600. And it used to be $20,000 and 20 transactions or something like that. But now they're taking it down $600 of profit and it's, it's, you're going to get a 1099. And it was meant, <laughs> get this, it was meant to go after the high uh, income individual. high income individuals are not using venmo to resell some some (coughs) concert tickets those billionaires are out there scooping up taylor swift (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's how jeff bezos continues to grow his billion dollars his wealth (laughs) the great ticket resale Oh yeah. my gosh. There's, there's no, this is why I was saying they want to cash the society, um, El, El Hoff, because yeah. they can't grab every, you know, they, they want in on the tooth fairy. They want in, you know, kids can't mow, mow lawn anymore. Um, you know, do lawn work anymore for some quick cash to save up, to buy something. Right. They, Cause they want to be able to tax every aspect of our life, every transaction. Totally. And, uh, you know, the argument's been there forever. Uh, what they ought to be doing is taxing at the source of sale. But <laughs> that hasn't ever come into fruition. The reason was because all those drug dealers, all those hookers out there, all those people that are on a cash-based society, they won't, don't pay taxes on their proceeds. So they want to get it when they're buying their lipstick and Lipstick and perfume and uh, lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the professions you had to use that are working, quote, under the table, wink, wink, you had to go with the world's oldest profession uh, in terms of your analogy and having to go. But no, seriously, I get it, right? I mean, we should all be paying a a, a consumption tax. There should be no income tax. There certainly should not be any um, capital gains tax, in my opinion. There shouldn't be any estate tax at all. We are taxed Everywhere we go, we are taxed over and over and over again for the same dollar that we earned. And now they're actually wanting to go into areas of our lives where you're not even, it's, you know, one transaction. So you make a little, a few bucks on, on reselling a concert ticket. That's not exactly an income. 
It's, they're, no. they're treating it like a capital gains tax. Exactly. But it's taxes ordinary income. Yeah. So uh, in the government, and I heard in uh, a radio show today, they're talking about the, the problem with the bigger government. The bigger government is what's causing all these problems. The original founders set up the government, the national federal government, to be smaller so it wouldn't interfere with the individuals and the states. And the states were supposed to control all this stuff. But now you've got this behemoth federal government out there with layers and layers and layers and layers of bureaucracy stacked on top of it is that it's it's ridiculous. No wonder we're going broke and, broke and spending the money that we are. we got to solve that problem. And, you know, we're up against it right now with this uh, uh, budget problem that's going in. Are they going to shut down the government and all this other stuff? I, I tell you. Well, folks, the Repu- I don't know if you heard. But the Repu- we're talking to financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff, but the Democrats and the Republicans joined together with a stopgap measure uh, to buy some time uh, because the conservatives were like, we're not, you know, you've had nine months, McCarthy. You could have done individual separate appropriation bills. Instead, you waited to the end. Now we're up against the clock, which is that which was the plan to try to, you know, force uh, the Republicans to go along with another continuing resolution. The Senate comes back and says, oh, we worked out a great deal that will, you know, stop gap, keep things rolling through November 17th. And it includes six billion dollars to fund Ukraine. And I don't know if you've heard, but 60 Minutes ran an expose that that the money that's going to Ukraine is paying farmers. It's subsidizing small businesses. It's not about funding going just for tanks and weapons. We're basically subsidizing the entire economy of Ukraine. And it's absolutely insane. And we're we're going at, we're we're running out of money. We're, our debt is outrageous. Um, I don't know if you also heard that Senate Senator Bob Menendez um, has been indicted on bribery yeah. and you know charges or whatever. And gold bars were found. Matt Gates had a, had a great comment today. Uh, he said, "We're so in debt, you can't bribe a Democrat in cash alone. You need gold." I thought that was great. I want to play this clip for Elhoff. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done just so that the bribes hold value. (laughs) (laughs) That is sad. That's so sad I can't even stand it. But it is funny. That's exactly right. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? We're dev- they're devaluing the dollar, um, jacking our debts out the place, spending billions of dip for Ukraine while we got the border open. And the average American is like, OK, yeah, I get it, Gates. It's funny. You're devaluing the dollar. So what do I do with the dollars I've got? How do I make sure the dollars I've got continue to hold value? I don't know what the future value of my dollars are going to be or they're going to be worthless like what happened in Venezuela. So what do people do, Elahoff? Well, you got to make your dollar work harder than a dollar. That's what yeah. the institutions have set up for you. And we talk about the velocity of money. The velocity of money, banks and institutions are masters at it. They lend you a dollar, you turn around and spend it. The dollar comes back to them, the same dollar in the same day, practically. 
and then they lend it out again. And it goes out to you and you go and spend it. It comes back to the bank right away. And they get about six turns on their money off the same mm-hmm. dollar. You yeah. need to be able to figure out a velocity of money factor, getting your dollar doing more than the work of one dollar. Most people, they use the silo mentality. They build up assets in a silo, a single silo. And there's no velocity there. It's stuck right. in the silo. And what you need to do is get your money flowing and creating velocity and creating money as you're going along. And there's strategies to do that. But, folks, you're sitting around wondering how to pay the next heating bill or yeah. air conditioning bill. And you don't have time to think about these strategies where the governments have set these up for years and years and years now, and it's on autopilot for them. You right. need to set that up for you on autopilot, and I can help you with that. It takes a conversation. That's all it takes. My phone yep. number is 619-548-0965, or go to financialthoughtdoctor, spell it out, financialthoughtdoctor.com. Take a look at some of the podcasts. Take a look at some of the videos there. And, folks, let's have a conversation. Absolutely. you got to figure out how to make the dollars uh, work more and, and get some velocity going because our government is devaluing them uh, daily. So, financial thought, doctor. Thank you for being here, my dear. All right. Take, take care. Take it easy. Yep. All right. And you guys... Take a tiny little break, but come on back because we've got some more California news for y'all. Gavin Newsom, why did he veto? Everybody's like, he vetoed the, t- well, I think it was the 985 bill or whatever it was. It had to do with cu- the courts in custody and children that uh, supposedly want to transition. Everybody was hailing him. What, what did he go conservative? I don't know, because guess what? He uh, just signed into law in California. We're going to talk about that when we come back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. During the break, I was thinking what I would do if I won that $850 million. Um, you know, pretty simple. I'd uh, buy me a nice house on the beach. I'd, it'd be big enough to where I could adopt a bunch of dogs from rescue. And mm-hmm, and I would travel. Of course, I would I would be wealthy enough to travel with my boo. I would be wealthy enough to take Gator with me on my around the world jaunts. Um, that's what I would do. No, I wouldn't keep working. No, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm not gonna say I keep working. Why would I keep hustling when I could when I could just be enjoying the fresh air and the sun sunshine and God's, you know? I think I would I would continue to be active in some way, but it wouldn't be daily. It wouldn't be on the daily grind. What about you, my dear? I would move into a penthouse in Las Vegas. That's incredibly specific. Why a penthouse and why Las Vegas? Because I would there'd be built-in security because the okay. the, the casino would have uh, security, um, and then you know my money would be taken care of. There's you know they've got vaults and all that stuff going on there, and I probably would never just I would never leave. I would just stay up in my penthouse, have food delivered, Grubhub. Everything, everything delivered. So you would go Howard Hughes. You would Howard Hughes it. Probably. You would. So you'd end up with like five inch long toenails, like no, Howard no. Hughes did. No, I'd have and a not lady showering. I mean, what kind of plan is that, I'd, man? I'd have a lady come give me a mani pedi, <laughs> and uh, you know, every everything would come to me because you can do it all. Everything's online now. Who? 
Sí, me, I want to I want to be chef. out in the world and you want to be hibernating like Howard Hughes. Yeah, I wouldn't fly. That's for sure. I definitely would not fly. I don't understand this plan. I mean, to me, I love exploring new cultures. I love history. I love architecture. I love seeing the world. I would want to explore and, and all the world's greatest beaches. Um, I would want to go to all the world's greatest museums, uh, like in Russia, um, Italy. See, all, you know, that that's what I would want to do with my little gator in tow. Um, I don't understand, uh, you know, living up in a penthouse with people bringing food to you. I mean, that's, <laughs> well, that's, that's the equivalent of being in a basement. I'd be safe. And of course, I started to ask you, Vegas, like how, you know, have you ever spent a summer in Vegas? I lived in Vegas. And let me tell you, it is literally H-E-double-L. It is so hot over there. But I guess if you're living up in your penthouse eating, you know, Grubhub, eating Cheezos, Cheetos shaped, Cheez-It shaped pizzas. Yes. uh, You know, then then I guess that's okay. Um, Every every day I'd have uh, I'd have my assistant wheel me down to the pool. (laughs) In August, when it's 119 degrees, 150 degrees, again, not the best lottery winning. No, no show about winning lotteries is going to want to do an episode on you. Okay, I'm just going to say that right now. They will not be be interested. I'd be the one guy. They would never. I wouldn't have to worry about getting murdered or someone stealing my money. You wouldn't have to worry about anybody showing up the door knocking and going, "Hey, can we come in?" Because they want to. Because they want to tap into the good, the good life. with carrot sticks. Nope. I, would, and I guess on, it is. In on, in all honesty, yours is the best travel, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, travel the world. And just because I have seen so many of those episodes where bad uh, – of those uh, reality shows where bad things happen to lottery winners. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would mm. right away donate like 80% of it. Well, yeah, if you get $850 million, you don't need to keep that. I mean, no. you know, there's – you know, I would probably – I would want to be actively involved in running charities or organizations because that's not that's not what I know how to do. I don't know how to run a foundation. I've never run a nonprofit. Um, I think I would I would like to, you know, um, do charity set up faith based organizations with good people that could, you know, help children who are abused and and that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, who needs to keep an eight hundred fifty million? You just don't give it to family because they go squander it. Okay, you don't give eight hundred fifty million to your family. Uh, Speaking of family, I got to go back and read some emails that I got because I love when I hear from uh, my family out there. Uh, Mo says, happy Tuesday. So this was from last night. She says, nice to hear your voice. Unless I missed it, your podcast for yesterday is not up. And the ball game was on last night. Oh, well. Occasionally, we do have uh, the NFL games are playing. And I ain't going to lie to y'all. You're my family. They write us a check that's large. Okay? Like, think Buku. Pay to the order of Salem in the amount of B-O-O-K-O-O. But anytime there's a game on, I'm still streaming. Half of y'all only listen on the stream anyway. It's at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So you you never have to miss the AK show. But I do think, Mo, the podcasts are up. Uh, got another email from Sean, who is talking about uh, San Diego County uh, Supervisor De- Jim Desmond, who was on. He says, as usual, blah, blah, blah. But at least you pressured him. We need to take it to the streets in a variety of ways. This was about the border I- interview I did last night with Can- San Diego County Supervisor Jim Desmond. He says, but so much blah, blah, blah. I really didn't hear anything he was going to do for us. Just frustrated as I watch our country being invaded. Good point. And even though what I would say is, you know, I specifically asked Jim Desmond, so the federal government 
government is supposed to be in control of the border. What can local authorities do? And he literally said nothing, nothing. I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's absolutely nothing that we can do. I don't believe when we have so much of our state and local city and county funds going to things like first responders, that we can't use our own power of the purse somehow to affect what's going on. I don't Why can't we? Um, I, I, I don't understand why there can't be pressure. If you've got Governor Abbott that's doing things in Texas, like busing them up to New York or whatever, you've got you've got state and local government. Here's an example. The reason why there's not a homeless problem on Coronado is because Mayor Richard Bailey doesn't allow a homeless problem. We don't have to allow this problem here. What they could do, if you know that the Biden administration, he, as Jim Desmond said, they're giving us 20 minutes notice, 30 minutes notice. You know they're being dropped off in trolley areas. They're, they're not just immediately dispersed like cockroaches. Have some local, Have some local buses, and you have a plan, San Diego Republicans, and you have a plan where you, where you go to some sheriffs that answer to the people, and how about having a plan to put them on buses and get them out of San Diego County and send them to L.A. or send them to Sacramento? Why not? Oh, it's against the law? Says who? When did the, when did the Democrats follow the law? They don't. Don't tell me we can't put them on buses and send them around somewhere. Put them in detention centers. They don't have to be dispersed. There's things that we can do here in San Diego County. So I was really disappointed. And I also didn't like how he called them migrants. These are not migrants. These are people coming into this country illegally. And of the 5,000 or so he mentioned that have been dropped off in the streets, let's say only 10% of them were rapists, murderers, child traffickers. That would be 500, 500. So yeah, I was incredibly disappointed in him as well. Uh, let's read a couple other emails um, here. Sean says, well, your ham and cheese in a tortilla was what I would call a yummy quesadilla. Thank you, Sean. Anyway, can't stand the union. However, my company just gave us a raise, a big whole 3%. Wow. $8.16. Oh, yeah. Um, Look, um, yeah, I get it. Um, I don't know what company you work for, Sean. Um, I would say a raise is, is good at this point because there's a whole lot of people out there and companies and corporations that are, are, are you know, are barely able to keep their doors open. A lot of companies struggling out there. Uh, the unions are getting raises um, because a lot of these union shops are at places where there is a higher profit. And the unions have gotten themselves entrenched in there, holding guns to the head of the corporations. So um, these unions are not good for America because they're money laundering operations for the Democrats. And I guess so. Yeah, good. Good for you, union auto workers uh, that, you know, you're, you're, you know, looking at making hopefully if you get your demands for, you know, three hundred sixty thousand dollars a year or something I heard from somebody. Uh, but that's not that's not what the rest of America is is getting paid for that level of skill, that low level of skill that's going on. And quite frankly, uh, the average Americans should be upset about it. By the way, the Writers Guild, I guess, has um, reached uh, some type of agreement with the union. And I heard one writer today saying they think they're going to get pretty much everything that they want. So, you know, I don't feel bad for these union auto workers, but that doesn't mean that I like the unions. So, all right, going to take a break. We come back. What did Gavin Newsom here? I, I read emails and yammered about the lottery and didn't get to my story about California. We will get to that next.
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before I get into this uh, story here about Gavin Newsom in California, I got to tell you guys, um, are you back watching football of any kind, my, my dude? Not not NFL. I, I do like college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I haven't gotten back into it. I really haven't. You know, I haven't watched one LSU game so far. Really? Not one. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I think they've, I don't even know the record right now. I think I've just been so busy, excuse me, in the past few, few weeks. I just, you know, I just haven't really gotten back into it. Um, but I do love, I do love my LSU Tigers. Um, for uh, NFL, now I'm done. I, I just, I'm not going to get back into it. And here's another example why. Coming up for the halftime show, and there's some people that are like, you know, the only reason to watch, you know, I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore, but I will tune in for the halftime show. Um, well, I guess performing in the halftime show is the has been known as Usher. I mean, I don't even know when I can't even name you an Usher song right now. That's how long it's been since Usher had a song in the top, you know, 20 or 50 or 100. Well, he's performing in the halftime show. And he is planning on having, quote, tastefully dressed pole dancers during the halftime show. Did you hear me, Sticks? Pole dancers oh in the halftime. Yeah, stripper style dancers and pole dancers in his uh, stage shows. He says he understands that um, he understands that half naked people pole dancing is not exactly a fitting style in the entertainment for NFL's family friendly big game. Um, yeah, it's it's really not. It's really not. Usher just wants to set himself apart and make history as one of the greatest performers to hit the world stage. Really? <laughs> um, Beyonce, Rihanna, Dr. Dre, Prince, and Michael Jackson have all made memorable moments. Rihanna was, I did watch her halftime show last year. I watched it on YouTube, and it was absolutely the dumbest, poorly performed. Her lip syncing was terrible. Her music is absolutely horrible. Do you like Rihanna's music sticks? There's a couple songs that get me moving on the dance floor. I, I just think she's I, I think she's got a great voice, but I just don't care for her music. It's like Taylor Swift. I mean, I you know, there may be a couple Swift songs that I think are a little bit listenable, but I'm not a Swift fan. I'm not a fan of her music. I mean, obviously, she's incredibly talented, um, but no. So um, just uh, in case you want to know well in advance and you can set your calendar for something else to do on Super Bowl Sunday, um, you've been warned. Usher plans to revive his flagging career by bringing out some strippers and pole dancers onto uh, what is supposed to be a family fr- family friendly uh, event stage. All right. Well, I don't know how he says he goes. Well, I want to make my mark. I want to be different. How is mm-hmm. that different to me? That's like doing what everyone else is doing right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that anybody's actually put poles up there, but you know that we we already see that. You know, maybe, maybe he's, if he, yeah, I mean, he can't even set himself apart right now from Knott's Berry Farm because now they're all not Scary Farm with a bunch of men in bondage BDSM gear, right? You know, shoving their hoo-hahs in people's faces. So, you know, um, and yeah, that is a family-friendly event, but shoving sexuality, pornography, and all of that in kids' faces is the name of the game. In fact, getting back here to California... Um, Gavin Newsom surprised everybody and vetoed the bill where the courts could strip a parent of custody if they don't go along with a child wanting to change or or the other parent 
wanting to change the sex of a child. And everybody was like, well, isn't that interesting? Except then he turned right around and signed into law that kids of any grade in schools could use whatever bathroom they wanted to use. And then now he has signed Assembly Bill 1078, which supposedly bans book bans in school. Although we know this isn't about banning any book bans. It's about the fact that the left has characterized movements like Moms for Liberty, bills and, and law like DeSantis has put in place in Florida that to the, in, the, uh, the bill in Florida, for example, and Moms for Liberty and the big rally they had, parents going around at school board meetings. It's not about book banning. It's about getting books that are not age appropriate out of schools, out of school libraries, out of the classroom. Since when have have has since when has not showing children pornography been considered a book ban like the Nazis? This is absurd. And it's such a mental game. But the left are masters at this. The Republican Party has got to get better at messaging. This is why. And we just can't do it with the Kevin McCarthy's, the Mitch McConnell's. Not only are they horrible at messaging, they're horrible at messaging for a reason, because they're not conservative, because they're part of the Uniparty. The only good thing they're the only thing they're good at messaging about is going on the campaign trail and promising Republicans that they're going to seal the border, for example. They're going to repeal and replace Obamacare, for example. They're going to protect your Second Amendment rights. They're going to protect your your rights here and there. They're going to, you know, cut spending, lower the debt, and, you know, seal the border, and they never do any of it. The only thing they're good at is gaslighting and lying to the Republican Party constituents. I haven't heard one Republican outraged about this California situation. Now, uh, DeSantis and, and Gavin Newsom are going to be having a debate, and we'll see how good DeSantis is at messaging against Gavin Newsom, because Gavin Newsom is a master of the lie, man. He's a con man in a way Ron DeSantis isn't. In fact, AB 1078 is done as an, an urgent as an urgency statute. It is urgent for the Democrats. They move at lightning speed to force their agenda through. They've got to get as many kids indoctrinated, many kids to be looking at pornography, many kids to be sexualized as possible. Because the battle for the in the war between good and evil in this country and for the soul of this nation in our future rests on the children. That's why they that's why there's no age requirement to attend that scary uh, sex freak show at Knott's Berry Farm because they want children to be sitting down there. They want them sexualized. The end game is is to just completely normalize sex with children. It's exactly what this is about. But they go on to say, uh, or the uh, state superintendent of public instruction celebrated it today with Gavin Newsom by his side and said AB 1078 sends a, sends a strong signal to the people of California, but also to every American that in the golden state, we don't ban books. We cherish them. Oh, you cherish perversion. And no doubt about it. He went on to say this law will serve as a model for the nation that California recognizes and understands the moment we are in. And while some want to roll back the clock on progress, we are doubling down on forward motion. They sure are. And what are we doing to stop it? What's the Republican Party doing to stop it? They, we've got, we've got a House leader who just intentionally lied, said, said nine months ago that if Mayorkas, Homeland Security, didn't secure the border, that he would be impeached. He wasn't. He promised as part of getting speaker that he would bring separate appropriations bills to the table. He didn't. He's doing absolutely nothing 
in regards to the assault on children in this country. The Republican Party is doing absolutely nothing for us. That's why we got to take to the streets. It's just like Sean said in that email about the border in my interview with County Supervisor Desmond. We've got to take to the streets. That means we've got to run for office. That means we've got to be rallying. That means we've got to be willing to ballot harvest. We've got to be out there because we can. And also, by the way, we can sit and yammer about all these different you know issues going on. But that's also a game being played on us, because if our elections don't matter, then none of this matters. And there's a game being played on our elections. Somebody said today um, that um, Trump in the when in regards to the polls, he said we Trump doesn't have to beat the margin of error in these polls. He has to beat the margin of fraud. That is, of course, assuming that he is going to be the nominee tonight. Actually, I forgot to mention to you guys tonight is actually speaking of Trump being the nominee. Tonight's the debate in Simi Valley up at the Reagan Ranch. Who's watching that? I'm not. Let me know what you think about it. If you are, email me at andreakeshow.com. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Got a rather perplexing, mysterious story to share with you guys tonight, right out of our own backyard here in San Diego. Seems mysteriously that over a million bees have died overnight, like in one day. Say what? You may be asking, like, where did a million bees die? Were these like uh, swarms of African, like uh, the African killer bees here in San Diego? I will tell you, I think we got, I told somebody yesterday, we got a bee problem here in San Diego. We had to have a beehive removed uh, by SDG&E. Uh, in my neighborhood because they had set themselves up uh, a, a hive and you couldn't walk down the sidewalk for these things. So when I hear that, but, but when I hear, so I'm not particularly sympathetic to bees, but when I hear that a million of them have croaked overnight, it gets my attention. So here's the story. As reported by Channel 10 News here in San Diego, we work so hard you want to cry. We're just exhausted. We are in shock, says Paul Gunn. I don't know anybody would cry over some bees, but Gunn is a beekeeper for the San Diego Bee Sanctuary. Sticks, did you know that there was a bee sanctuary here in San Diego? No, I didn't. But I think that's a good thing. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm having a. He says he wants to cry. I'm having a hard time not to laugh. I mean, how do you have a bee sanctuary? I didn't know that there was abandoned. I mean, was somebody have somebody been leaving bees on the side of the road like puppies? And he goes and scoops them up. He says he rescues and relocates bees throughout the county. I don't how do, I, I don't know how you rescue a bee. Can you explain this to me? How do you rescue a bee? I'm thinking this is maybe because I've I've seen some of these people driving around where it says we save bees. And so (laughs) instead, instead of calling an exterminator, they bring these people in, they capture them with like a vacuum and other kind of things, and then they relocate them. Okay, that's relocating a hive. That's not a rescue. When I hear the word rescue, it means this bee is in dire shape, okay? This bee's been uncared for. This bee is like, you know, like been hit by a car in the middle of the road and it, and it can't fly off because its wings been taken off. I mean, this well, isn't a rescue. rescue. They were rescued because otherwise the exterminator would have killed them. So they came in and because sometimes those hives are in places where people are like, oh, I got to we got to get rid of them because of kids or whatnot or animals. So they bring these people in. But I I say why why a sanctuary, though? 
Why a sanctuary, though? Why not just go and release them out into the desert? You know, we can't find dead bodies in deserts when we know somebody's committed murder. And, but yet you so you but yet you can't just go and take a hive and release them out into the deserts. Uh, no, we got to have a sanctuary. Something. I don't know. Something. There's a lot of flowers here. there at the sanctuary. But we need the well, bees. Yeah, the but, bees are very important. Without the bees, we're in trouble. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I've never in my life heard for the need of a sanctuary. A sanctuary implies sanctuary. that these bees that these bees have been rescued. You know, kind of like you've got the senior dogs at the shelter that nobody wants to adopt because they're seniors, yeah. and so the, hopefully they get rescued and they get to go live out their last days at like you know the rescue home and like which is like their new sanctuary. I just feel like this dude is like too emotionally like gone into this beast thing, um, but I do have sympathy for him that you know he says the situation started last. Wednesday when he discovered dead bees at one of his hives in Escondido. He says there was a whole pile of bees out front. He says I could hear, I could hear the bees falling out and spinning around in death spirals, which is obviously, oh, poisoning, he says. Ah, he says, then more, car- I hear death spirals and I'm imagining kids in acting class trying to fake a, you know, fake a death. Then more carnage, he says. About 80% of all the bees he has rescued are gone. Uh, officials with San Diego County tell ABC 10 News they're working with the beekeeper to find out what happened. Gunn says it's likely pesticides. Looking at the way the, the, looking at the, way the bees were, were and talking with the inspector, it is definitely a poison incident. He's relocating many of the bees to his other location in Valley Center. Uh, Yes. He said, yeah, we are giving them a fresh nectar source. so They are not forging anything that could be contaminated. County officials say when bees die, inspectors consider several factors, including adequate water supply, presence of viruses and general hive health. There are a lot of bees. They're like family members. <sighs> Sticks. A bee is not a family member. Okay. A dog is because dogs have brains. You can you can communicate with a dog. You can teach dogs words. Dogs have emotions. I mean, is he putting these pets on a, on on a leash and taking them on a walk? I mean, this dude's off the rails here. It's unbelievable. Ha- What's that? It's unbelievable. <laughs> but um, t- sh- sticks with the dad joke. You know what? He goes on to stay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He says he still he he still has love for the insects and that that love will keep him going. He plans to look for new locations to store the bees. Do not come to my neighborhood. County officials tell us this investigation will be complete in a few weeks. How much is this costing us, Sticks? I don't know. We can re, we can reload be relocate bees in this county and get rid of them, uh, but we can't deal with the, with the, with an illegal alien problem either. I think it's a job for the Green Hornet. <laughs> Wow. I mean, we're so, dude, we have people in this country that think of bees as pets. I want to hear from some people out there, though. I seriously, I I actually interviewed a gal in a business show I did years ago from San Diego that is a beekeeper. I think beekeepers are cool. I love going to farmer's markets and getting fresh, fresh honey. Uh, I think it's just a natural sweetener. 
Good for you. Yeah, you it's t- you so good for you. So, yeah. So don't get me wrong. I mean, I but I just I, I the story jumped out at me because a million bees overnight's crazy, mm-hmm. but then it, the story jumped out at me because it seemed like dude's crazy over over, you know, being emotionally attached to a bee. Bees are not family members, but I do love me some beekeepers and I love fresh honey. In fact, during the, during the break between hours, I had to have a little bread with some honey on it. When was the last time you saw a bumblebee? Two days ago. Really? Yeah. Cause I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's a bumblebee. Oh no, it wasn't a bumblebee either. It was just a really large bee. It wasn't a bumblebee. You're right. I don't remember the last time I saw a bumblebee. I, I haven't seen a bumblebee in years. Someone asked me that the other, or talked about it the other day. They go, there's no more bumblebees. I remember as a kid, um, we used the to see plant, them. There was these, they're, you know, they're fuzzy. Yeah. They're a bit, they're a big, they're and fuzzy. fuzzy. I and have striped. not seen a bumblebee in I don't know how long. Yeah. So bumblebees are cool. I love bumblebees. I don't like these little pesky buggers that want to, that, you know, my boy Gator stepped on a bee once and he was so, speaking of actors faking the death spiral, he was so like, (laughs) and when I took him to the emergency vet, the girls were all fawning all over him. And then he got even more overdramatic (laughs) with his little sad little paw because he was getting the loving from all the girls. All right. If you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my peeps. If you're thanks for listening, email me at andreakshow.com. Don't forget our podcast. If you're watching uh, tonight's debate, I want to hear from you. Andreakshow.com. Andreakshow.com. Beware of the flying bees faking their death spirals. Thank you, Sticks. See you tomorrow.